0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, The FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right, it's Tuesday night and I'm here with uh, Jim Johnson.
0: Hey everybody.
1: And Kirk Marks. Good evening FinFans. It's another week guys. Did you have a good one?
0: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's been uh, pretty good weather here for uh, all things considered here at the end of February and the beginning of March. It's been pretty mild, so I've been enjoying that. Yeah,
2: I've had a good week too. Uh, weather-wise, basically the same thing. Uh, really enjoying the fact that I don't want to jinx us or anything, but we really haven't had a winter.
0: Yeah, haven't, you're up. Haven't
2: had any snow. Yeah, you're so up north good, with
0: me. You're in New Jersey, aren't you, now, Kirk?
2: Yes. Yeah, yes.
0: I'm up here in Rhode Island. So Mike is the only guy that's uh, enjoying the Florida weather.
1: Well, the Florida weather has been probably similar to your guys' weather if you add about. 20 degrees you know it's it's hot one day it's cold the next it's been it's been weird but uh we had a real nice cool weekend it was very pleasurable we had company over and had, had a real good time uh so tonight we're going to talk about uh free agency again we'll we'll cover quarterbacks and wide receivers before we do though I, i've got a question i want to ask you guys uh one of the members on the page asked me to ask you, what was the dumbest thing you ever did after a Dolphin win or loss? I'll throw that to you,
2: uh, Kirk, first. The dumbest thing I ever did after a Dolphin win was we were watching the Eagles game. We are having a party at our house, and after they won, we had sort of like low ceilings, and I grabbed my wife, and I threw her up into the <laughs> air, and she hit her head on the wall. Oh, no. Almost knocked her out. So that's about the dumbest thing I ever did. The only good thing we won, so she was she was happy, and she let me get away with it without. You're still uh, married, so it couldn't have been too bad. Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, did you have to go to the emergency room or anything? No, no. That's, Luckily, that's I not... wasn't
2: strong enough to put her through the wall.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, I I didn't. There was no bodily harm in in mine. Uh, mine was, you know, after beating the Bears on Monday night. Uh, we continued down that season, and then we lost an ugly, ugly game to the Patriots at the end of the year. We, we and,
1: remember, Jim.
0: Yeah. And uh, I got to say, I put my foot right through my bedroom door. I was so angry, and I just... I, it took me like two minutes to get my foot out of the hollow core door because it was like Chinese fingers. And I can still remember trying to take my shoelaces out so I could just slip my foot out of my shoe to get it out of the door. So that, that would have to be my uh, silliest thing anyway.
2: Then it cost well, you a door.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and doors aren't too bad.
0: Yeah, it so. was one of the, just a cheesy hollow core. It wasn't too bad. Well, the dumbest thing I did,
1: and there's a backstory here. You know, we, we went to the Super Bowl in 84, and uh, I had the opportunity through the Dolphins to get tickets, and I did. I got two seats. I surprised my wife. She didn't know we were going. And uh, I bought a travel package and everything else, and, you know, laid down some money. And uh, my, my reasoning to her that I gave her for us going was, look, it's the Super Bowl. We never know when they'll get back. And I'm still waiting. Uh-huh. I think I
0: jinxed them. Damn you, Fink. I think yeah, I did. got some nerve, Mike. I,
1: you know, so it's all my fault. Uh, you know, these 30 years of futility, you just blame me. It's, you know, I did it. So anyway, uh, that's probably the dumbest thing I said or did or anything else after, you know, a win. Uh, that and I had to sit through a crappy Super Bowl. that really wasn't a whole lot of fun. Uh, that's all I got there we going to look at quarterbacks Do you guys think there's any chance that they're going to look for a free agent quarterback cuz i don't i wonder what you guys think
0: well i got to tell you you know you know we do we put a little research into these podcasts and i was looking at who would i want to sign as a quarterback and i was just like they're either off the charts money wise or a guy i don't have any use to have so uh, you know Take this whole thing with a grain of salt because I'm not thinking that we're looking at any of these guys seriously.
2: I don't see any reason for them to go out there and get any of these free agent quarterbacks because I know that we're probably going to draft one, and right now we have uh, two quarterbacks there, relatively cheap, and when we draft a quarterback this year, if we do, we're going to have that open window where we can sign other people and get depth on the team if we go and take like a you know like a tom brady or a rivers or one of those guys and they're going to demand all that money we're basically closing that window on ourselves so i don't to to me it makes no sense because you're you've already given fitzpatrick a guarantee
1: uh so most of his salary is guaranteed and then on top of that you're going to have to shell out at least 20 million right i mean we can agree on that uh, and if you're going to do that, then that's, that's what, 25% of your available uh, cap money? So you're not really building for the future. You're you're trying to win now under that scenario. And uh, I, I don't know that that would be smart. I think uh, that money is better spent uh, pulling in, you know, second-tier free agents and, and trying to have them grow with the team. I agree.
0: Yeah, at, at the position we're in, it just it just doesn't make sense to bring in one of those veteran guys, you know, there's all that Tom Brady scuttlebutt we hear about going to Miami. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. He's an old quarterback, uh, mind you, a very talented guy and all that jazz, but the money doesn't fit the program, and we're not going to win now. So it's futile to do that and throw – you might as well set it on fire and get some heat out of the money rather than uh, pay something, pay for a guy that's not going to get anything done, so –
1: yeah, I, I just don't think it fits. I just I, I just don't think it fits. You know, if we had an established offensive line and then maybe I could see, you know, them doing something like that. But, you know, like Ross said, why would Brady want to come here? You know, and I think that says it all.
0: Exactly. It just it just it doesn't make sense no matter how you look at it. From from any angle that you look at it, it doesn't make sense. So uh, let's
1: talk about uh Tua Tungabailoa for a minute. That's my is, it, m- is it me or are people just going nuts with all the hate and the, the I, you know, don't want the guy and he's going to be injured the minute he steps on the field and all this other nonsense? Uh, don't people understand that the doctors are going to have to look at him and test him and uh, they will image him inside and out? I mean, they're going to know what they're getting if if they do decide to get him they're not going to take a guy who's going to fall apart the minute he walks on the field. Now, you know, like I said to somebody else today, you know, quarterbacks do get hurt. That's part of the game. It happens. If You'd be surprised the number of times it happens. I, I uh, listed to him, you know, uh, uh, going back a little bit, uh, Joe Montana, he missed like uh, 20% of his starts and, uh, Steve Young missed uh, close to 20% of his starts. You know, guys get hurt. And uh, now they've limited the contact a little more today than they did back then. But I think, you know, last year Roethlisberger missed what most of the season, if not all of it. And, you know, there were other guys that went down as well. It, you know, it's it's the nature of the position. You've got guys running at you full speed. You're standing still. Uh, if they hit you wrong, you know, your knee's going to go. It, it just happens. And, uh, you know, with two is his hip. But I think that uh, if the surgeon did his job correctly, that, that bone should be healed. And uh, he should be able to, you know, resume his his movement. And we'll find out shortly, I guess, uh, next week, the 9th. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. But, the team is not going to invest all that time, money, and resources into a guy that they feel like is going to be fragile.
0: Yeah. You know, when you read all of these articles, you know, the Dolphins have been connected to Tua since, you know, the beginning of last season, really. You know, tank for Tua and all this. So so the connection is, like, already there and made. And a lot of the mock drafts have the Dolphins taking him. And But when you read these articles... There's like a negative vibe to him, like he's already a proven failure rather than, you know, the star that he was in college. Uh, yes, he had a serious injury. Yes, it should be a concern, but we shouldn't be writing the poor kid off already. I mean, let's give the all of the NFL scouts, the doctors, and everybody involved – a shot at this because you know we passed on drew Brees because his shoulder was no good and he'd never going to amount to anything in the nfl so you know those type of decisions can bite you in the wrong wrong way so you got to look at this objectively and don't condemn the guy before you even have all the information
2: the the funny thing also is that everybody seems to think that they do have the information well that's just they already know
0: there are they already know he's he's already he's going to be broken in two games time so yes there's an awful lot of fan experts
2: exactly and they know they know everything they know where he's going in the draft right um they know what quarterbacks they'd rather take than him that if he does come back healthy these other quarterbacks are nowhere near in the conversation with Tua if he comes back healthy
1: well not with what we know now but you know it this is not an exact science so I can't tell you I know two is going to be better than any of the other quarterbacks, but if you look at his collegiate career, the guy was a winner, plain and simple. <laughs> he was as accurate as anybody could be. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, but I But I just think that people just go off the deep end one way or the other. I mean, if they don't take Tua, I'm not going to be disappointed. If they take Tua, I'm not going to be disappointed. I just want them to get the guy they want. And if that guy is Tua, then that's the guy I want them to draft. Simple as that. And if that means if they have to trade up, then do what you got to do. If that means uh, they can move back, do what you got to do. My, my whole thing is just make sure you get the guys you need to get to make our team a competitive
2: team. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, that's for sure. As long as I'm going to add one Kavit to what you just said there, uh, you got to go after the guy that you want, but let, let's not trade up for another Deion Jordan type of thing. We need to get a guy that actually can play in the NFL. That that would be my only thing. Go after the guys you want, but you've got to have a plan to make it work once you make those choices.
1: Well, I'm sure Jeff Ireland, Ugh, I hate even mentioning that name, but I'm, I'm sure he had a plan. I'm sure he thought that Deion Jordan was going to be worth the investment, which they gave up a second round pick. It wasn't the end of the world, but the point is, I don't think you do that without thinking you're going to have success, right, doing it. It just doesn't always work out, you know. These guys come in and they get a little bit of money in their pockets and shit goes to their head, and that's that. That's true. You just never know. You never you never really know until you do know. And, uh, you know, it's like I said to somebody else, you know, draft picks hit about a 50% rate. So uh, if if they have to trade a couple of picks to move up, what are they really losing? You know what I mean? If you're playing the percentages, what are they really losing? And, uh, you know, if if you're telling me he's going to be a franchise QB and I got to give up a couple of draft picks,
2: sign me up. That's the way I see it. And also, we're not going to even know if you have to move up in the draft or anything until the draft starts itself, until since he's on the clock. We don't know. Do you have to move to two? Do you have to move to three? Can you stay at five? None of that's going to unfold until they start that draft.
1: Well, the advantage Miami has is the assets. So I don't think Detroit or Washington or anybody else is going to make a deal without talking to Miami first because Miami has more to give.
2: That's it. That's why we have all those draft picks. Right. We got those draft picks so that we can move around the board if we have to. Right. So I don't think he'll get stolen out from under them unless they
1: just decide that the cost is too much to uh, go after him or something turns them off in his medicals or something like that. So anyway, that's how I see it. We'll see, you know, a long time to go between now and April. Right now the the thing to look at is how how his medicals come back next week and uh, uh, getting a word as to whether or not he'll be be, uh, ready to go in April when uh, they have his pro day. And uh, if he can go in April, then the teams will get to look at him and uh, then the competition should heat up if everything goes well
0: yeah it Agreed. could get could get to be quite a uh, battle royal if, he, if he's all healthy and good to go. Well, I think
1: there'll be at least a couple of teams interested aside from ourselves. We'll see um, So you guys had a chance to look at the wide receivers um, I know a lot of people think we we don't need a receiver and I get the thinking. But I don't necessarily agree with it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Williams was very, you know, enticing last year. We we thought he was going to have a great season, and uh, he he, you know, he had a pretty nice start. But then he got hurt, and the thing is, he he hurt his ACL, and when you tear those ACLs, sometimes it takes more than a year to come back. Uh, McMillan uh, took uh, two years, so you know these things happen, and we'll just have to see how he heals and. Aside from that, you've got uh, Wilson, who is quite possibly going to be a cap casualty. So if you take both of those guys out of the equation, our receiving core doesn't look quite as strong. So I, I think there is a possibility that we may very well need a receiver just to be safe. Um, but you guys tell me, uh, how do you uh, feel looking at it, Kirk?
2: Well, let's talk about first who we think they're going to keep. Okay. They got a list. I, I know they're going to keep Parker. Right. I'm um, I'm pretty sure. Depending on Williams, they're going to keep Williams. Yeah. And it, once you get to that to Wilson, like you said, with that cap saving, if he doesn't restructure that contract, I don't I don't see how they keep him. Yeah. I don't so either. you have you have Parker Williams. I think they would keep Grant because even if they they got rid of Grant, it's not really that big a savings. So. Grant, we would save uh one point nine million if we cut him. If so, what am I talking Grant, about? I'm talking keeping, about
1: you're keeping Grant for his special teams play,
2: right? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm I'm looking right there, and I'm seeing three receivers out of the six from last year that, or that we're definitely going to keep, I would think.
0: Well, you've got Isaiah Isaiah Ford and uh, Hearns that are still under contract, I believe. They have a couple uh, of
2: other young guys too. Right. Uh, now, if they if they were to cut Hearns we'd only have $866,000 worth of dead money, but we would save $2 million. And his contract's only $2.9
1: Yeah, it's peanuts for what they're dealing with.
2: Yeah, but we also got those other two guys, uh, Ricardo Lewis and uh, Gary Jennings, who we picked up from uh, off waivers from Seattle. And the funny thing about him is he got injured when Jakeem Grant ran that touchdown back against Buffalo, that kickoff. He injured his shoulder somehow in the celebration. But we still have that kid. He's only 22. He was drafted in 2019 in round four. And uh, he had pretty decent stats at West Virginia his uh, senior year. He had 54 receptions, almost 1,000 yards, and 13 touchdowns. So there's a kid we get to take a look at that's that's relatively cheap. So we have a couple of kids that might upturn the bottom of our uh, other three receivers. I do like Isaiah Ford, by the way, though, Jim. I like him a lot. He yeah. came on he came on pretty strong towards the end. He was really starting to get it.
0: Yeah, you know, early on he he wasn't very impressive, but towards the end of the season he he made a lot of key receptions. So that was that was big. So who hey, do you he's think? He's a decent
2: size receiver too. He's six two, one ninety-four. So it. he's right there with Parker at six three. So he's a he's a you know, he's a big receiver with good hands. So do we really want to go out and uh go into free agency and, and look at some of these other guys and and spend the money when we could probably just Uh, add to it just by drafting somebody
0: well the whole catch-22 with the free agency thing is if it's somebody that's that's an obvious improvement it's going to cost you know the sky's the limit for receivers and I don't see us splurging on the wide receiver position right now I see us maybe bringing another body in kind of like the Hearns deal a few years ago a couple years ago I guess uh but I don't see us being big spenders Uh, I'd love to see a guy like AJ green come in. I mean, who wouldn't want him on your team if he's healthy? Uh, but he hasn't played a snap since 2018 and projections are still out there that he's going to get 16, 17 million a year for three or four years. And he's, he's 32 years old. Um, I just don't see us making those kind of deals. I mean, I would; it'd be fantastic. We're not.
1: To, we're not doing that.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It'd be great to see Parker and Green out there, uh, but that's just not going to happen. Um, there was one guy that I, I did kind of, I am kind of, you know, interested in. You know, would be good to see on the team is Brashad Perryman. Uh, he's twenty six years old. He's going into his sixth season. Uh, he's another big receiver. He's 6'2", 210 pounds, uh, averages uh, 16.5 yards a catch. Uh, last year, he averaged almost 18 yards per catch. So, you know, there's a guy that probably won't break the bank. Uh, he was drafted by the Ravens in the first round back in 2015. He's got four three speed in the 40 so hey if you can bring a guy like that in for a two-year deal 13 or 15 million then i say go for it you know and 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 move wilson's money over to that and and see how he plugs in
2: you might be able to get that guy too because yeah he didn't do well in baltimore and he played that one year last year where he actually had a good season yeah well so the tr- he might you- he might come a little bit you know at and this is a reasonable price
0: This is why I spent a little time looking at him because he's he he only had like a good half of a season, really, you know, where he really came on strong, but he hasn't been given much of a chance. And he was, uh, you know, he was never a a receiver that got a lot of targets, really. Um, But you know, any of these receivers that are any good are either getting tagged, re-signed, or they're going to get huge money. You know, we can go shopping for Amari Cooper if you want, but that's going to cost you $20 million a year for four or five years. Uh, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, looking at free agents, y- you've got you've to put the right kind of glasses on so that you can filter out the highs and the lows and, and try to find a guy that's affordable and can contribute to the team. And... Uh, you know, Perryman is, is in that area there.
2: Do you think Perryman's a upgrade over uh, any of the other guys we have?
0: Well, that's the thing, you know, I, you know, (laughs) Wilson I've always liked, but he's, he, he can't stay on the field and he's getting a lot of money. So, you know, I think this is probably an upgrade from Wilson because he's going to be available more. Is he as good potentially as elusive? I'm not sure on that, but he is faster than Wilson. Uh, Hearns, I think, Perryman is a, is an upgrade from. I I don't see much. I, I've I've never seen much in that Hearn signing, but you know everybody says he's he's a great zone coverage receiver and all that. But I I just didn't see the the big return there. Um,
1: he's a possession receiver. He's not you know he's he's yeah. not going to be a big touchdown guy.
0: Right. So you know I mean this is just a move that is something that would I would consider looking at our roster and what I would be willing to pay a guy. You know so. You know, he's fairly young, he's got some speed, and he's, uh, you know, it's a guy that... Uh, you're more
1: generous than me. I, I wouldn't pay him that much.
0: Um, well, I, this is this is my inflated ideas for the current NFL. I mean, we're talking about paying quarterbacks that are mediocre $35 million a season. So, you know, it's a trickle-down thing, so...
1: Yeah. No, I hear you. I'm, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm saying I wouldn't. Right. Um. You know, uh, I just wouldn't pay him that much. Uh, you got to show me something first before you get that kind of money, and I don't know that he's proven himself to that point, but you know he may get it Some there there are teams out there, I'm sure that'll pay it, but I wouldn't be one of them if it were my call. I don't know that I would keep Wilson if it was my call. That's not to say I don't like Wilson as a player. I do, but my, like you said, he doesn't stay on the field and uh, you know availability is an ability. We like to see the guys line up, and you know, we finally saw that from Parker, and you you, you saw what he was able to do. Uh, so,
0: I think we're all still shocked by that. By the way, a little
1: bit, a little bit. I mean, yes and no. You know, I mean, we all knew he had the ability to do it, but uh, what I saw from Parker last year, getting off track for a second, was desire. There was a physical presence to Devontae Parker last year that I, I had not really seen before. Hello, everyone. This is Mike from the fin Fans podcast, interrupting the show just for a moment. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Uh, if, if I had a group of Dolphin fans uh, that uh, you could join that spent time on social media discussing the team in a, in a friendly, professional manner, uh, is that something that would interest you? If it is, you'll want to come join our group. It's called Miami Dolphins Number 1. Uh, that's hashtag one. And and not only do you get civil conversation and some great discussion, uh, but there's also contests and uh, games that we play. We have a suicide pool that runs throughout the season. We also have a weekly picks contest that runs throughout the season. There are prizes associated with those. Uh, we have random giveaways and raffles. There, there are prizes associated with those. Uh, We ask you to come check it out. Uh, You can um, sign up for the page between now and uh, April 1st for free just to sample the page. Uh, Beginning April 1st, there is going to be uh, changes. will then be a subscription group. It will cost uh, $30 per year to join, uh, and that will include all the activities that I just mentioned, uh, plus anything else we can come up with. So, Check it out, come over there, mention you're a podcast listener, and I'll make sure you get in uh, without any problems and uh, we look forward to seeing you. Let's get back to the conversation
0: yeah he did seem he did seem focused, and you know my my comment has always been, will the light bulb go on those previous years? He just didn't seem that focused or, or like you said, Mike, and
1: not that aggressive, he yeah. was aggressive
0: last you know? year he he wanted it, you know
1: yeah. Yeah, it was very visible to see. And it was fun to see. Uh, he was enjoyable to watch. I mean, if you can get a guy like that, then by all means do it. But you, you don't want to uh, pay too much money for a guy who's not going to give you, you know, that kind of production.
2: Yeah, luckily, he was already ours.
1: Yes, yes. And, and very reasonably so. Uh, five million, I think they paid him. You know, he, he produced beyond his contract.
2: Well, taking, you know, looking at these guys, he said, I don't really see we're going to spend a lot of money on it. But if you did, if you did, uh, like let a Wilson go, because he wouldn't restructure, and you get that nine point five million back to you, we can always be using that in other areas. So it doesn't hurt to get that money. I do, I do like Wilson, and I think that if he's, you know, if he's smart and he wants to stay, then then he will work out something. But that'll all, you know, that'll well, all play have, out. They have shortly. to
1: offer him that opportunity first. We'll have, we'll have to see if they want him back. Well, he he saved some
2: face, by the way. You know, it looked like he started to get over that injury that he had, and he started to get some of his old self back. Yes. Which was nice to see. So if that continues, you know, it could be a win-win for both sides.
1: Yeah, I think so. I would not be opposed to them bringing it back, but certainly not at uh, over $9 million.
0: Yeah, the other thing is is, is that's an Adam Gase signing, and, uh, you know, whether Greer was involved in that much or not, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I—
1: well, the of sense, course he was.
0: Yeah, the sense I get is he's he's on his way out unless they renegotiate that contract.
1: Yeah, and what we don't know is how he would fit into Chan Gailey's plans. You know what I mean? How how would Chan Gailey use Albert Wilson? We don't know. You know, we don't we don't know much about what Gailey plans to do with our offense. Uh, you know, we can base it on what he did with the Jets in 2015 and that type of stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be doing the same thing with the personnel that we have. So we'll just have to see.
2: Well, we can always trade Wilson for Robbie Anderson since he was in Chiangeli. Bring him back yeah, over here yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with Fitzy. Similar players. Anderson is probably a little
1: faster, but they're similar players.
2: Yeah, I He's, I don't... he's projected to get a lot of money, though.
0: Anderson, I, I thought I saw he's getting
2: projected to do a – like a 4 year deal for 12 million 12 million a season.
0: Now, like I said, anybody that's that's any good is getting huge contracts and uh some well, of them- he he
2: would be an upgrade from Wilson, I think,
1: right?
0: I would Absolutely. say so, yes. Yeah,
1: so you know, I could I could see that compared to giving uh Wilson, you know, over nine but not. I don't expect them to do that. I don't think they would even consider doing that. I really believe they'll they'll they may address receiver in the draft, and and I'm not saying in the first round, but I think they would probably consider it in the second or third round. But I don't think it's gonna be a high priority. He would have to be the best player on the board at the time that they pick, and and somebody that they really like as a receiver for them to do it. You know, I really think the focus early in the draft is gonna be. Uh, Deep, both lines and
2: uh, possibly a cornerback. You don't you don't agree with what I put out there today? Tua Swift and Rugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole Rugs thing was. Uh, it's still. Uh, I just don't see us going that that type of position that early in the draft. I, I mean, who does? You, know, you want...
1: never you never know, and I you know I say that with a straight face. You know, you just never know because a, a lot depends on how your board plays out. And how the draft itself plays out, and we have no way to predict that, or or, or know where they're prioritizing. You know uh, what grades they have on specific players and stuff like that. Uh, so you know we got to let that all take you know happen and take place. But uh, if you just look at Miami's roster, you would think that wide receiver wouldn't be at the top of the list of needs, although they probably can use a little bit of shoring up in that area. Now, whether they choose to do that through free agency, through the draft, through street free agents later, who knows? That could be our triplets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we, we, we looked at the uh, quarterbacks. We looked at wide receivers. I don't think we really feel that Miami's going to be a big player in either area, but it wouldn't shock me if they signed a receiver for reasons I already mentioned.
0: We could kill two birds with one stone and try to lure Taysom Hill from the Saints over to the Dolphins, and then he can play quarterback, running back, wide receiver, whatever we need.
1: Well, I don't know, you know. Uh, (laughs) What scares me about the Saints is Jeff Ireland's over there. I don't think I want to do anything with him. I hear you. Uh, I don't know. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see what our priorities are. I mean, we all know offensive line. That's a given. Uh, but once you get past the lines, I wonder, you know, I mean obviously, I think we need a running back. I think we need a cornerback, obviously uh both lines need work, but do they do they think about receiver? do they think about tight end? you know are these going to be areas that they feel need to be addressed
2: still uh, it'll be interesting to see I think definitely running back well, I think so and i'd too. like I'd like to see them get one of those star running backs, so it's been a while since we had a star running back. I mean, you don't know how they're going to work out, but just to, to get one of those, those big name backs, like the top three, one of the top three backs, it'd yeah, just be nice I, to,
1: to- Well, Tennessee know. had a real good back. Did they get to the Super Bowl? No, they didn't they get um, to the
0: Super Bowl. They no. almost did. They almost did.
1: I'm not talking about almost. I'm talking about did they get there. My theory with running backs, and the reason I phrase it that way, is because I don't think that a great running back brings you to championships. And I look back at Walter Payton, and he did win a Super Bowl with the 85 Bears, but we know it wasn't because of Walter Payton at that stage of his career, it was because of the defense. You look at Eric Dickerson and and OJ Simpson, and you look at a bunch of the the better-name running backs throughout the course of history, and very few of them won Super Bowls. So, you know, I'm not a big believer in spending high assets on on a running back. Not to say you don't need a good running back, but I don't think you need a great one. I don't know. I, I think running games
2: and defense.
1: Oh, yeah. You, you you look at, you know, let's go way back for a minute, okay? The 72 Dolphins lived on their running game, but they had a three-headed backfield. You know, they had Zonka, they had Kick, they had Morris. Um, they didn't have that uh, OJ Simpson type back, you follow me? So, I do think you have to have a, a decent running game. Don't take me wrong, but I just don't know that you need that elite running back, and that's really what I'm saying. You do have to be able to run, but I don't think you need the elite back to do so. You just need a you need a good back. You need a good back and you need a better offensive line.
0: Yeah, right, I tend to you, agree with I tend to agree ahead, with you, me. Mike. The uh it's just been so long since we've been able to watch a really good running back out there. You know, I mean, when we had Ricky Williams you know, that was just fun to watch. It was tremendous. Uh, and, uh, you know, it didn't get us to the Super Bowl. Well, not win the Super uh, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I I understand exactly what you're saying, Mike. And, and I like I say, I tend to agree. But like Kirk said, boy, it would be really nice to see a stud running back busting some plays now and then. It's just something that we haven't had much of for a long time. And it could be that our O-line hasn't been able to, to open a hole. But, uh, you know, it's it would just be good to have a stud running back back there for sure.
1: A a Ajaya had a nice season for us, but uh he did. you know, it, it trust me when I tell you, the elite backs don't win a lot of Super Bowls. How'd Gurley do? I guess uh, he won one with the Rams, right? Yep. But uh did he carry them there or was it a pa- what a passing game?
0: Yeah, it was mainly passing. And you know, yeah. current current teams it's if you don't have a guy that can sling the football around, you know, look at our last Super Bowl. Uh Patrick Mahomes got it done and Garoppolo yep. didn't. So yep. the the chief's won. Uh you know until you go back to uh you know the Dallas Cowboys uh with uh, that team that they had. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith just dominated but it was because of the offensive line and Michael Irvin and 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 all all of those pieces. Yeah, they
1: pieces. were just a solid team. They uh,
0: were, yeah, there was yeah. We talk about the, you know, the best 53 wins, and that was a damn solid 53 they had. So, uh, you know, that was the last great running back that that had a lot of success with Super Bowls to me. Before that, you know, after that, you know, it's all gunslinger time. Yeah, as
1: I said, as you go back through history, there aren't a lot of them that have carried their team to a Super Bowl. And through a Super Bowl, it's usually been on the back of a great defense or, or, you know, a quarterback or what have you. Now, uh, there's exceptions. There's a few here and there. But there, if you consider how many years we've been playing football, there aren't that many.
2: Well, it's been quite some years that we've been playing uh, football without a good running back.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. We should, we should rephrase that. It should, it's been quite some time since we've had either the running back or the gunslinger. So, you know, hopefully the future is uh, going to get brighter for us. Well, it has to, doesn't it? I would hope so.
1: Yeah, it has to. I mean, really, it has to. We got to hope these guys are the right guys to turn it around, like we've been saying for the last five or six
0: regimes, you know?
1: Well, that's all I got for this week, guys. You got Anything else you want to add?
0: No, I think everybody just needs to relax and uh, see what free agency brings, and uh, the draft will get here soon enough.
1: Well, yeah, Uh, but before free agency happens, we have another show to do next week.
0: This is true.
1: Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, some of the other positions that we didn't
2: speak about tonight on offense and, uh, Kirk, you got anything you wanted to add? Yeah. Just, uh, just remember Finn fans, when we're on the, uh, dolphin page, everybody has an opinion. Um, and all of yours is right. Yeah. And mine are always right. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I keep them to myself most of the time.
0: <laughs> um,
2: now none of us know what's going to happen. Of course. Not. You know. Mock drafts, all that kind of stuff. Nobody has a clue what's going to happen, except for the people that are going to be involved in it. So it's it's yeah, really some, nice. Somebody to be part told of me
1: it. today because Tua is uh scheduled to go fifth to us. You know that uh, all since all the mocks predict that nobody in front of us could possibly make a trade and and you know uh allow somebody else to take him.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, let's just nobody... let's just enjoy each other's conversation and opinions, and uh, we're go. all in this together, and let's hope for the best.
1: That's it. It's like you said. We don't know. You don't know.
2: Nobody knows. Nobody's going to know until those picks are turned
1: in. That's the way it works. If you look at mock drafts after these drafts take place, you realize that every year. So uh, with that said, guys, thanks for joining me tonight. My pleasure.
0: Pleasure as always.
1: And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, fins up.
0: Fins up, Dolphins.
2: Fins up.
1: All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.
2: Network.